Hello, I'm Professor Nigel Adams, the Director of the Buckingham Enterprise and Innovation Unit, and I'm sure I'm sure you're following us, or I hope you are. And we're on uh, number three of our podcast with uh, graduates who are very entrepreneurial. They were entrepreneurial when they started on Business Enterprise, and I believe you'll find they're even more entrepreneurial now. And uh, we have Rafi Peters, who is um, going to give you some background about himself, but um, I'll uh, be asking a few questions, but want mainly to him to say um, about his life and, and the effect of BBE on it. So um, uh, uh, my favourite question, uh, where are you from? Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you for asking me to uh, to attend this podcast. I have to say this is a first for me. Um, I've never I've never done a podcast before. I've done I've had interviews in the past, but never on this nature. So fun to take part. Um, where am I from? I'm actually from the UK, uh, born in Oxford, grew up in Gloucestershire um, and have since graduated and kind of migrated back to my hometown of Oxford, where I'm working in private education. Very good. And um, why, why, why this strange idea of starting your own business? Where did that come from? Uh, well, most of my uh, interest in building businesses probably just comes from the fact that probably very similar to everyone else's answer. Uh, I grew up around it. Uh, my dad founded uh, a number of businesses when I was very young, and I grew up around both of my parents being involved in and running businesses. So for me, it wasn't, I know it's often quite alien for a lot of people that aren't kind of growing up in that kind of environment to consider running businesses as an option. Um, but it was something that kind of was a natural progression for me. It's something that I always wanted to do. Um, while I'm not running my own business now, it's kind of a bit of a, as we'll find out, a bit of a uh, roundabout way of getting into what I'm doing now. But um, yeah, always, always been subject to uh, being around businesses and, and running of businesses. Interesting. Well, as you can imagine, there are quite a few like that with a, a family background in the in this situation. There are others, as you know, who have no family involvement in business whatsoever. So it's quite interesting to see the variation. And um, how did you find Buckingham and, and the business enterprise programme? Because uh, we, we, we I must admit, we're not the greatest at getting our head above the parapet. So for me, Buckingham was a bit of a lifeline as well as I kind of fell into it. So I... My circumstances changed. I was originally doing a, I was relatively academic at school. So uh, I had good grades. I was at um, University of Sheffield studying biology. And um, basically the course just wasn't a good match. I felt like it was missold to me somewhat. Um, and I wasn't a massive fan of what I was doing. And the, the course had kind of pivot, had a pivotal change in, in within the first term in terms of content. So I was just looking for, I always planned on doing a business at master's level. Um, uh, business qualification at master's level and so I thought well you know what why waste my time I'm clearly not enjoying what I'm doing so happened so it just so happened that my my old man was uh advising on on the board at, at Buckingham um when when Anthony Seldon was still there and he said oh I know there's got some cool courses why don't you just have a browse um and that's I really fell into it I, I didn't want I knew I didn't want to do a generic business degree um that wasn't something that interested me doing generic management theory and not being able to apply what I learned didn't appeal to me at all. So when I saw that there was a degree that I could actually apply what I learned and, and understand the workings of how small and medium sized businesses are run, it was kind of a, a no brainer really. So that's when I picked up the phone to you. 
and we met and I interviewed you and uh, I was I was impressed enough to invite you to join the program which was it that's uh, it's a good start isn't it um you see well, you, you reminded me now of your your situation wasn't it you were doing you like one either you liked animal biology and and, and they ended up doing plant biology was it something like that when yeah you were... so basically a load of the professors had changed um in the first year and obviously, as as your modules get more, you get more choice in your modules as you go through a degree. Typically, um, the modules that I was interested in, almost in their entirety, got taken out to to be in line with what the new professors specialised in, um, and that kind of shifted it from an animal animal based biology degree to a more of a plant science botany uh, degree, which really didn't appeal to me. So. Um, you know, it was it was a very easy decision for me to make. And how have you got out of that completely now? Is it still an interest or not? I mean, I still keep up to date on uh, biology in general, uh, in particular, uh, impact of diet on 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 general health and how it can impact genetic expression and stuff like that. But that's just an interest of mine, uh, and it's something I keep up to date on the academic literature. But I wouldn't say that I'm. A biologist by any stretch of the imagination. <laughs> no, that's, that's good. Um, back to uh, Buckingham. I guess I, mean, I, I got you off the subject. I'll get you back onto it now. Um, uh, what do you remember about your first few days in the University of Buckingham and on the BBA program? <clears throat> um, I remember the first, well, the first thing that springs to mind is, is a real sense of urgency. Um, you kind of get thrown straight into needing to come up with business ideas, uh, but not necessarily doing it by yourself. So you're very quickly having to acclimatise acclimatize to, to the environment that you're in and get to know people and network and uh, understand what are the other people on the course's interests are. Um, so, so it was very much, you know, run before you can walk to a certain extent in a, in a very good way. Um, you know, it's almost like get to know everyone find out who you think you'd be compatible with in a business environment and, and try and drum up some ideas. So that's really the the first, my first impression was was get to work straight away and kind of start as you mean to go on. And the 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 students who joined, I mean, can you can you remember most of them? Or you know, the, the great advantage of BBA, there are not hundreds on the program, so you have a fighting chance. So what, 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 who were the who were the people you remember the most on the course? Well, first, first things, the ones I remember the most are going to be the people that I was running a business with. Um, so Jack, Jack Woodward and, and Beth Smith, um, although I, I believe her last name's now changed because um, she's <laughs> since got married. Um, but uh, yeah, th those are the two that, that, that we kind of I had the most in common with. Beth with her sports background, I've got a background in sports and Jack with his kind of interest in, in, in applying practically what he knew to business. And we, we kind of hit it off straight away. So mm. Beth and Jack were, were a very good fit, and, and of course everyone else, you know, Matt, Lindy, Phil, uh, Chris, and et cetera, et cetera. I, do, I remember pretty much well, everyone, I'd like to think, from, from my cohort. And the um, you said you hit it off pretty well. We were talking to uh, Matthew Campbell in the, on the first one, and amazingly, he and Sean actually on the first day realised that they wanted to work together. I mean, was yours as close as that? or was it, I think it was pretty quickly from my memory. <laughs> it was. We were one of the first. Um, again, it's, it's quite political as well. You have to, you don't just have to get good at, you know, pitching yourself, but it's also navigating yourself around who wants to work with whom. Um, and uh, yeah, so we, we quickly identified that we had stuff in common. And yeah, I think it was within the first week um, we, we decided that we wanted to work together. Uh, originally on a homework diary idea, um for for schools and then that 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 
changed quickly changed into, into something else which i'm sure will come on to. <laughs> oh i think we'll definitely cover that because that was uh, interesting times to say the least and was your um was your um um involvement with students around the world do you do you remember have you have you kept in contact with people around the world yeah i have i mean we not as often as we'd like probably um you know everyone gets into working life pretty quickly and then then very quickly it becomes let's just get into the working life and you at the weekends you tend to either work or relax when you can um but yeah i mean beth uh, jack and 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 matt Woods, i'm i'm still in uh, in contact with you know semi-regularly that's that's good well, a lot of people say they meet people and they are friends for life from from buckingham that's one of the things that the buckingham seems to attract and of course because people come from all over the world that tends to happen as well so that's that's interesting um but um what um what do you think was your favorite moments i know you don't just have one is there something that stands out when you were at buckingham that you really you, you uh, the, the famous i'm never going to forget that what, what what springs to mind immediately is is the pitch and that was um very scary but also very very uh rewarding at the same time um because we you know we had the very very positive feedback on the whole from everyone um and so that really propelled us forwards with a lot of momentum into into honing our business idea um so that would be the first thing and then the other thing actually in terms of just the general degree is how real it was. So, you know, we were actually going to meetings and discussing contracts or meeting people, networking, uh, real life, real life problems and things that I use and scenarios that I, that I use every day today, skills that I use every day. So those are the probably the two biggest things that, that stand out for me. Interesting. And so you, you do feel that you are still using what you learned? Yes, I think I am. I mean, I think probably not in the ways that I might have anticipated. Um, so, you know, you go in there and you think, uh, for example, you know, the more dry subject areas that you can't avoid, like accounting and management accounting and financial accounting, which, you know, there's only so, so much you can do to make a subject interesting, um, are incredibly useful and arguably the most, the things that I use most. So the things that I didn't necessarily, you know, get huge enjoyment or excitement out of while I was at university are the things that I use every day. You know, the vast majority of my job is looking at spreadsheets now. So um, it's a very helpful element of the course. So yeah, I think I use multiple areas of the course all the time, but in particular the accounting components of the course. It's interesting you said that. We've had in the past, and you remember James Rowell and operations management and people go, yeah. oh dear. And the number of people who went back to him afterwards and said, James, if only I'd listened a bit more to what you were saying, I might not have got myself into the best that I got myself into, but I did get out of it again. And it's, it's, it is really funny that, isn't it? And, and it's also the challenge we have to persuade entrepreneurial students who um, do tend to know feel they know everything as you know um mm. they there is a problem that they 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 don't like to do the things they don't like and we we have to keep pushing sometimes as you well know um, mm. and and the great thing is for you to be saying it without me asking you that's that that would help and i hope some of my current business enterprise students will listen to that and recognize that sometimes the things that are not the most exciting can save you in a future situation yeah yeah i think i, I definitely second that and, and echo those thoughts there i think for i was i'm quite lucky uh so i'm told uh in the fact that you know i'm a bit of a perfectionist so 
even if I don't enjoy something, I'll still want to get maximum marks in it just because that's the way I am. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of, uh, I can understand why a lot of students possibly wouldn't engage as highly in some of the classes. But, you know, as I say, um, trying to hold your own in a board meeting when you've got a finance director asking you questions about a budget you're submitting, you know, management accounting and financial accounting does does really come into play. <laughs> Absolutely. And finance directors do have a certain way, don't they? We have a new one now. And I, luckily, I, I get on with him. And he's a, he's an interesting man, but he's absolutely a finance director. And I'm sure you know exactly what I mean. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> You've been there and done that, haven't you? Um, the other one that is, I think is, is quite funny is the, 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 the different approaches the three of you had, because you were not you're not you were not the same characters at all, were you? No, no, not at all. So um, Beth was very, very outgoing, very confident, uh, and and a lot more experienced than uh, Jack and I. She was, quite, you know, quite a few years older than us. So she was almost the, the kind of. She's adult. never going to forgive you for that one, though. That, <laughs> that's been recorded now. Like you see the look on her face from here. <laughs> but I think we we definitely looked up to her by that. You know, we we look, She was the one that kind of was the adult in the group, so to speak. And although, and although. <laughs> Although, although, Jack and I were, <laughs> although Jack and I were like, you know, very, very eager to kind of get involved. Beth had a very level, level head and uh, even keel when it came to stuff like that. So she was very, very good at kind of chair, managing and directing uh, the business. And then we were kind of and she brought that brought that as well as experience in operations and, and understanding how things work and how things run. Um, and, and Jack having had. Uh, you know, experience in running his own small startup businesses and very practically minded. He was very good at kind of conceptualizing new ideas and, and putting them into play. Um, and then, you know, my, my experience had been uh, firstly working in kind of semi-professional, professional sports and then through to kind of understanding generally how businesses work. So we could, the three of us together with very different backgrounds, were, were able to work quite well together and, and complement each other. And absolutely a team. I mean, one hmm. of the things we talk about all the time, the vital importance of a team. Um, that, that sporting thing, can you just go over the background? So I seem to remember you were deeply involved in tennis, weren't you? Yeah, so I, I was a full-time tennis player for two years, just under two years. Um, so moved to Spain when I was 16 after my GCSEs and went full-time there for about a year. And then moved to Thailand and was there for, for, for just shy of a year as well, touring the, the Futures Circuit, which is for anyone who knows tennis kind of the lower the lower level professional uh tennis rankings um so i did that for a couple of years and and then kind of decided to there's a lot of risks involved with pursuing a professional sport and mm. i was blessed to be you know academically inclined as well as sports so i thought you know it's quite a risk going into professional sports and there was an opportunity to kind of go back to education as well so that's when i kind of made that pivotal change <laughs> Interesting. There was another uh, uh, graduate, or now graduate, who's, who's very similar, who's involved in golf, and we'll, we'll, we'll be talking to him, I'm sure, in a, a future podcast. And it's quite interesting that that decision is a very, very, in fact, a mature decision to realise that you um, you were good, but that there, there were challenges, where, and you should do something else. It's a very good move, and that moved you in, obviously, to Buckingham. And what we haven't talked about is the the, the wonderful business you moved on to from your first idea. Yes, yeah, so we started with a an idea which was quite simple actually. So to begin with, it was um, a, a homework diary, a prep diary for private schools and state schools. Um, and the idea was that that we I had we thought we identified a gap in in the market, which was for the kind of the premium end of homework diaries, because I know that when I was at school it wasn't the best quality, and uh, you know 
we we thought that that would be something that would be useful and with someone in our group had contacts within the industry as well so we were like okay well let's let's see if we can do it and then we quickly found out from the guest speaker luckily within about a month of having been at, at, at Buckingham um, that there's this huge player in the UK called I think it's like Homework Diaries or UK Homework Diaries or something like that who dominate the market because they can just unit price can just undercut anyone else which is why all of the private schools go to them um although they're not that premium they they do the job and when it's baked into the school fees we realize that schools aren't really looking to spend lots and lots of money on homework diaries so um we kind of ditched that idea very quickly and came on to something else and i think this is again another lesson learned which is utilize your contacts um it's probably the first rule of business you probably learn on the bbe course um jack happened to know a very close family friend of his owns the biggest screen printing facility in the UK, um, something like 18 million units a year they do. Um, and so we were like, okay, well, there's an opportunity. How can we use that contact to create something that's of value? And with my interest in sports, I was heavily into the gym by then, um, and Jack's interest in kind of general general sports, and Beth having been a former um, synchronized swimmer um, for the Olympic team, as well as on uh, what was it? Uh, Britain's Got Talent, wasn't it? Yes. Um, so second, you know, second to a dog, if I remember, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, they nearly won. They got to the final. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they, you know, with with our three interests, it was it was the logical decision to go into something like sports or sports apparel. Mm. Um, and so we quickly got into researching what we could do and how we could differentiate ourselves because you know active wear is an incredibly saturated market. Um, but we knew we'd only be doing it for two years. So it was a case of, well, what are we going to do that we can manage alongside our workload, you know, university workload, as well as, um, you know, create something that's of, of, of value. Um, so we, yeah, you know, we went, we went out to a meeting with this guy and he gave us some really good uh, advice. And uh, we ended up coming into this kind of very niche area of bamboo wear, which is, you know, got very, very sustainable, renewable, uh, fantastic wicking properties. Um, and it was a very good product to be using both from a PR stunt, you know, both from an advertising point of view, it's like, you know, renewable, um, eco-friendly, uh, as well as something that is very quite affordable. So we could create an active wear brand that was based around sustainability and um, also around, you know, the benefits to, you know, it's working properties and, 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 you know, exercise. So kind of went on, went on to that, which we, we ran relatively successfully for, for, for about a year and a half and then wound up when we finished our degree. So very, very steep learning curve in, in running that. Well, you've used an interesting word because the next thing I was going to ask you, what do you think of your, the, the, the number or several or one, the biggest learning points from your time at, in the, on the BBE program at, at Buckingham? Good question. Um, and I think it's a, also a very easy answer, uh, which is nothing ever goes to plan. Um, I think that, you know, that's part of the reason why I didn't want to do a generic business degree is you get heaps and heaps of business theory and no way of knowing whether what you're being taught is of actual material relevance or not. Um, and so, you know, the, the, the process of going through a business plan and then quarterly business reviews and planning and, you know, you some perhaps naively think that when you, you're constructing this idea that everything's going to go exactly as planned and you can ace every single point and then soon you realise that nothing happens the way that you think it will. Um, you know, you're, you're faced with all kinds of issues and, and, and brick walls that are kind of 
paved the way in front of you um, and and you kind of have to find ways of troubleshooting as you go on and making learning to adapt and change your ideas and, and, and kind of roll with the punches. So for me, it's a very easy answer. It's nothing goes to plan. Absolutely. It, it's it's uh, expect the unexpected was one of my favorite phrases. Mind you, I spent a lot of time in Central and Eastern Europe before all the changes. And of course, you did expect the unexpected and and two steps forward and one back was a wonderful thing, uh, which again, you're used to now as well. So interesting. Um, and uh, in general, what what would I general? And what, what have you done since you graduated now in uh, you, you uh, finished in 2017? I've got to remember it. Correctly. Yeah, uh, and you then have been away now for nearly well, nearly three years in December. So what what have you what have you done with your life? Yeah, it's been a it's been a good ride. It's been a good experience so far. So I, well, as I was finishing at Buckingham, actually, I was already in the process of setting up my own consultancy um, in invest uh, in uh, immigration uh, consultancy business, which was just to be honest, a backburner, something that I just wanted to try, um, and as I left, and that was basically to do with uh, FDI into Cyprus, which you could then acquire passports through. It's basically just a, a citizenship by investment program, which I which I was throwing opportunities for. Um, and I thought that using Utah as my contacts, I could, um, you know, I could provide some value. But as soon as I graduated, my well, as I was graduating, my dad was in the process of selling his businesses. Um, and, you know, having grown up around them, I had an innate knowledge of all three of them. Uh, what they were about and, and could talk about them quite knowledgeably. So he, as soon as I graduated, just like, right, I was waiting for this, but I want you to uh, come on board for six months, just a six month contract um, to help prepare the business for sale, you know, um, help with the due diligence process, attend the board meetings, that kind of thing, which was an incredibly steep learning curve. And, you know, I was way out of my depth, but it was in hindsight, one of the best learning experiences I've ever had. Um, so yeah, for six months, I was kind of kicking the tyres with with him, with the, uh, numerous buyers, prospective, you know, prospective buyers, and, um, and and learning the whole due diligence process of selling a business. And you know, I don't know how, how much anyone knows about uh, education businesses, but learning what multiples you're going to get on your EBITDA and that kind of thing through the nature of the sales process was was very very valuable. So. Uh, I did that for six months and about five months into those six months, um, one of the summer school, the smallest of the three businesses, the director of that business resigned, uh, got a job somewhere else and an opening came up and basically uh, they were, I got offered the job internally. They were like, do you want to take the summer schools forward? So um, again, it was just kind of snowballed really. It was, it was a, nothing was planned. I just kind of fell into, fell into running the summer school businesses. Which was academic summer school business uh, courses for a number of a number of different um, types of students, but generally between the ages of kind of fourteen and eighteen. And I know that Buckingham helped on one of the programs. Christian came in and ran a seminar for the um, for the young executive program, which uh, actually went really really well. So kind of learned to run the short courses for a year, and then the sale happened. Kind of as that was as that was going, you know, that summer, that April, the the uh, the sale happened and then it was a whole different ball game it was what are you going to do you know do we want to keep the summer school business because it, it added very menial value to the bottom line um you know you're talking 150,000 or something not not a great deal so it was do you want to um you know do, do my dad and I want to run the smaller business and sell the two profitable businesses and then they kind of tied our hands and they said no we want neither of you distracted and we want all three in there just so that we can have both of your undivided attention basically um so 
it was then a process of renegotiating my contract and understanding where I provided value in the business. And with my old man moving to a more uh, non-exec now, non-exec chairman of, of, of the group, um, there, there was an opportunity for someone with a commercial mind to come in and help move the business forward. So I didn't actually, very much by accident, I got the job. Um, I pitched them an idea, not for myself, because at the time I thought that I was going to be leaving and, and running the smaller business. Um, but I basically gave them a pitch. I was like, you're going to need someone who fits this brief because with my dad gone, you're going to have a big gap in the commercial side. And these are the areas. So I wrote them a report saying that these things are going to be missing. You're going to need this type of person with this type of profile. You know, I'll just give you that as my 10 cent worth before I leave. And they went, fair enough. Do you want the job? Um, so that's kind of that's kind of how it happened. And, and the job that I somehow, you know, unknowingly constructed for myself was um, the commercial director of the business. So working with a much larger sales team. So before the sale, we had literally it would be people from the UK flying abroad. Uh, we've now got a global recruitment unit of 30 people um, that, that, that fund the other schools. The company itself is worth about 200 million. Um, and, you know, I'm now in, integrally involved in, in the growth of the business and a new revenue stream. So it's kind of been a stepping stone uh, job. And there's, you know, some new stuff on the, on the horizon as well, which, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm going to be terrible to you now and say uh, the question's very different world, the world of um, education, especially when it's uh, what I would call an education enterprise as it is. Um, what have you found you really enjoyed in it? And what have you found you haven't enjoyed so much? Um, what have I enjoyed? The, what I love about education is that there's so much creative freedom when it comes to, um, you know, Chris, for example, in our short course division every year, I sit down with a team of marketeers and academics and me as the commercial lead will go, right, what are we going to do with this product? What, what portfolio of products are we going to launch this year? Mm -hmm. um, and then I'll work with the academic teams and the marketing teams and the sales teams to launch it. And that's a very, very exciting process. You get great autonomy. And obviously you have to back it up with numbers and figures and projections, but that's a really exciting part of the job. You know, you get really good autonomy when you're at a high enough level and, and um, and, and sense of responsibility. So I think for me, also we are the number one performing A-level college in the UK. So working alongside incredibly bright kids, really, really bright students who are all going to, you know, Oxford, Cambridge, Imperial, LSE, um, you know, the top top UK's universities is just a really, really good sense of, you know, responsibility and um, achievement in, in, within the group in a high performing team. So. That those are the those are just some of the top line benefits of working in education, uh, as well as job security. You know, people are always going to spend money on education, so it's a, it's a relatively safe safe bet when it comes to employment. Um, and some of, I'd say the difficult the difficulties in education are, as always, the trade off between um, you know quality and bottom line, and that's mm -hmm. always going to be a trade off, no matter what businesses you're in. Every single business is weighing up quality versus bottom line or profitability or liquidity or whatever um but it's particularly impactful in in education because you know quality has to be at the forefront of everything that you do uh, especially being the uk's number one performing school um but you know when there are covid19 factors or uh other businesses needing to be subsidized or whatever you know uh, it becomes a lot more difficult so i think managing the expectation of a board um with the you know with the quality of the product is, is something that's incredibly difficult and something that no business probably gets perfectly, but it's something that I think we're pretty good at. And it's, it's again, when you're top, everybody's aiming at you, aren't they? 
Well, exactly. You are under high scrutiny, but also everyone wants to come here. So, exactly. you know, with integrity, you've got a bit to be able to charge the fees that you do and admit the number of pupils that you do and all of that. You've got to back that up with the quality. So I think that's the hardest part. Absolutely. And not let it slip in any area. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, that trade-off can never be at the expense of, of the client or the customer. So that's the, you know, that's the hardest thing to balance. Exactly. And just going back a little bit to, to Buckingham, um, I mean, we've talked about how your experience and you've actually used it, especially in, in finance. Uh, but the other area, I remember we, after you graduated, you know, one of the courses that I run is transition strategy. And yeah. remember, they, they actually got you into writing a, um, a, an information memorandum, which, of course, your dad and his advisors and you had to do for your own business. But you went back yeah. and actually did a session with the Business Enterprise final year students, didn't you? How did you find that? What was that like? Yeah, it was good. It was interesting to be on the other side, on the other side of the table, delivering delivering some of the content. Um, and I think, you know, that transition strategy, I might have anticipated coming a bit later in my career. Um, but I think, you know, it was so fitting because I finished I finished my my degree in the in the you know the December and by the January, literally after New Year, I was straight into due diligence and preparing a business for sale um and understanding and you know you you know there's only so much you can do when you're at university but i think the learning the ropes of how how businesses transition how you sell them what an information memorandum is mm. was was immediately very helpful and then you kind of have to go into the details of the the industry that you're in you know so you know mm. what multiples you're looking at and how to value your business which of course you have a team of lawyers uh who specialize in it advising you on but i think one thing that you find is that lawyers can often be cause as many problems as they do solutions so um yeah i was uh, i asked your father to do the session this last week uh, on transition strategy and we were talking about that and the challenges of lawyers being too much like lawyers and accountants being sometimes too much like accountants is uh, as he said you have to make your own decisions in the end and i think you've learned that haven't you yeah yeah i think uh you know lawyers and accountants will always have your best interest at heart mm. but i think there's an element of diplomacy and uh polit politics that needs to be played and ultimately business is all about relationships um and so you know even if you don't happen to agree with someone on the other side of the table ultimately if you're asking them to part with millions of pounds you need to <laughs> you need to you need to like them and they need to like you so you know it doesn't matter how firm your line is um you know they're not always that helpful uh, yeah. We found, you know, you, sometimes you just have to ask them to leave the room, which which we did on a number of occasions. Absolutely. And uh, you remember the phrase I used frequently before pitching people invest in people. Yeah. And uh, it's so well, you know, it is so true now. Um, so uh, we're, we're coming to an end because we, 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 we've, um, I think, hopefully we've entertained people as well as perhaps informed them as well. Well, you certainly have. Um, but looking back on your uh, time in, in, in Buckingham or your your first day what would be the piece of advice i think i can probably guess it actually the piece of advice you would give mm. to yourself now on your first day i think there's two pieces of advice i'd give myself one would be purely strategic um and it would be i, I luckily i copped onto this pretty early on but do as well as you can as early as you can with with regard to grades because um you know although they're less technically less difficult modules you can build you can start to build up your average very quickly um 
and it means that it saves itself a load of work and stress in at the end of second year. So for, first things first, you know, be strategic and work hard throughout, rather than uh, you know backloading your your efforts. Um, and the other thing would be, you know, just immerse yourself in as much as possible. I think for me, it's very easy when you're at university to kind of not 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 partake, but I guess just be a little bit more selective about what you do. But I think the more I'm learning now, working is you know more opportunities come from you know involving yourself in as much as possible so um you know pay attention and take and take as much as many opportunities as you can because i think one of the biggest credits to the bbe program is that you do get a lot of opportunities to meet people uh and you know as you know the business runs around people so you know meeting as many people and as maintaining as many contacts as possible is one of the most important things that i i, I learned through through the course of the bbe program and the one thing we we haven't talked about, and again, it just it just come to mind as you were saying those things. Um, uh, of course, the, the, the Buckingham two-year degree—you actually study as much time, spend as much time studying in Buckingham in two years as most students do in three years. And do you think that was a help or a hindrance? For me, it was a help. Um, I wanted to. For me, it was a means of upskilling. Ultimately, to be honest, also getting the piece of paper instead of having a degree. Mm -hmm. um, and then moving on into the workplace, I didn't really have any intention uh, of, of working three years for the first year, not to count. Um, so for me, it was it was it was a no brainer, really. And now I'm in the process of looking at applying to side business school for some of their um, executive internships uh, and, and diplomas. So uh, within the next couple of years. So there's, you know, it opens up opportunities as well but i think yeah the two the, for me the, the two-year degree was was a no-brainer it was a, was a massive help for me because i wanted to get it done uh quickly and efficiently i think it didn't today a few years ago it was perhaps not built on so well but a lot of uh, universities and others are actually looking at it and take but it is it takes some doing uh, because we've been doing it 45 years now so we have just a little bit of experience anyway um, Rafi, it's been excellent. Um, I've um, I've uh, been very pleased to to listen to you and what you're saying and see the differences. And and hearing from your father last week was interesting as well. And so seeing your side of things has always been excellent. So um, I'd just like to say thank you very much. And um, well, you will be welcome again to come and do some talking on transition strategy if your father's too busy. And um, we obviously are going to stay in contact because you realise you're never going to get away from me. You realise that. No, I think, yeah, I think it's, it's almost a cult, isn't it? It's like once you're BBE, you're always in a BBE. There's not much escaping it. Yeah, pleasure, pleasure. And I've, uh, I've really enjoyed, really enjoyed this, uh, this podcast. And um, yeah, just generally would urge any students interested in, in general enterprise or general business degrees, you know, it's a really good program and the support that you get on the BBE program is, 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 is unparalleled, I would have thought. So yeah, certainly worth a punt if, you, if you're wondering whether you want to do business or not. Very good. Rafi, thank you very much indeed. And uh, that's the end of this session of uh, Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you'd like to get more information about Buckingham Enterprise and Innovation Unit and our amazing students, please click on www.beiu.co.uk, where you can also find more podcasts.